Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! What's happening, guys? Happy Thursday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone. It is your boy. It is Memphis. And due to some technical difficulties with our streaming platform, I have been forced to edit, re-edit, and then edit some more the overall outcome of this show. Um, Some internet issues. I had to record this on 5G to be able to get the show up. So I apologize in advance. Uh, We do have a really good show. It's with Kyle from the FF Smackdown. And without him, I don't know that I would have been able to have gotten this show out. And also, speaking of without him, I want to thank my buddy Dallas over at the Rookie Rundown. You can follow Dallas at Salad Galore on Twitter. That's Salad with two L's. Um, He kept the streak alive. Uh, Last night, about midnight Eastern, I was really struggling to be able to get this show out and get it published for everybody here on the platform. So a big shout out to Kyle and Dallas. So I am going to throw in just a little buffer music to get us into the regular show. You might even hear the regular intro, but there is a full show. Uh, The audio quality on this particular pod will vary, uh, to say the least. Um, Kyle and I fought through a lot of technical difficulties, especially toward the back end of the podcast, but we still have an hour of really good content for you, and I will warn you, the last few minutes of the second part is a little choppy. I am going to add a tail on the end of that and wrap the show up that way, so I'm going to get you into the show. Please enjoy the show. Uh, Thank you for your support. We will be back on Friday with an edition of the Fantasy Football Smackdown. And we will be back on Saturday with another edition of the Rookie Rundown. So I'm going to get into the body of the show with my buddy Kyle from the FF Smackdown. Follow Kyle at KyleMonth8. That's M-O-N-T-H, the number eight, at KyleMonth8 on Twitter. Let's get into the show and some Dynasty goodness. I'm going to give you a couple extra days as a reminder not to fuck it up. I make myself clear. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty podcast. And if you're listening to tonight's show live on YouTube, you will see that I am not on my normal setup, but that's okay because I don't have my normal co-host, the man of the hour and the man. With the power, Jerry Sinclair is busy working, paying those gimmicks in the mail called bills. But I am not flying alone. You know my co-host. He is the host of the Fantasy Football Smackdown back on the Dynasty Warzone Football Network. Mr. Kyle August, man, what's going on? Man, life is good. Football is back. It's good to be hanging out with you once again. It's been a minute. It really has. A little time off this summer was much, much needed, so I appreciate it. Uh, you being flexible with me and letting me take that time and for the listeners out there bearing with me as well. But man, it was good for August to roll around and be back on the SmackDown. And it's awesome to be here hanging out with you tonight. 
Yeah, I appreciate you jumping on to bail me out. We had a uh, little technical difficulty getting the show going, but we are up and we are live. But speaking of the fantasy football smackdown, what is going on, man? I know you uh, you've been chopping up some positional shows, uh, two parter recently, and uh, what's going on with the FF Smackdown? Yeah, so uh, like I said, I took took the summer months off, uh, brought it back that what the first or second of August. Went through the quarterbacks about two weeks ago now almost. Uh, last week broke down the running backs with my tiers and then uh, kind of the uh, my some of my favorite targets and late round guys, guys I'm looking to avoid this season based off values uh, in part two of that show. And then kind of doing the same thing with the wide receivers here. Uh, did part one. Uh, that dropped uh, to this morning, uh, the 16th. And part two will drop later on this week. Just keeping those bite-sized for you guys. You know, obviously, I mean, if people are subscribed to this network, they're diehard players, right? But just trying to give that little extra emphasis on 2022 for redrafts. You can take take down your uh, your work colleagues or your college buddies or whatever that still got you in those redraft leagues. We all still got them. Redraft's the gateway drug, like I tell people here. So you want to make sure that you can, you know, dominate those leagues just like you are dominating those dynasty leagues thanks to uh, everybody else here on this on the network. So that's kind of the plan. And then, uh, yeah, just going to continue it on through the season and uh, looking forward to – just talking football with people once again, and it's definitely good to be back. It definitely feels like football season uh, already when the podcast starts rolling. And uh, the big event in the fantasy football space was this past weekend was the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, beautiful Canton, Ohio. Uh, had the good fortune of making it last year. This year, due to a, uh, we'll call it an unexpected uh, illness, I was unable to make it. Uh, big apology to the boys from Toilets to Titles, uh, John Sheps and the crew, uh, unable to make it with them. But uh, how was your experience out in Canton? I know Bob Lung and the group at the uh, Expo do a great job. Yeah, it was it was a ton of fun. I was lucky enough to make it out there. Definitely missed uh, catching up with you. Uh, we, you and I have been lucky enough to meet a few times in person, so uh, including the Expo last year. So I uh, was looking forward to seeing you, but uh, totally understand and get it. But it, it was a great time. Uh, Bob didn't. His team did a great job with the expo. It's definitely recommended. They uh, did a little extra this year compared to last. So this is my second time going. They had a Friday night kind of icebreaker event stuff going on Saturday with flag football and drafts and another event there at the Hall of Fame uh, right on the field, which was pretty cool. Uh, and then obviously all the all the stuff on Sunday. Got to connect, see some people. Um, uh, you, you mentioned Sheps. I got to see him. First time I've ever met him in person. So that was awesome. Uh, but, and, and reconnect with some old friends and stuff too. So we just had a good time and, and I highly recommend it for anybody. You don't have to be a content creator or anything like that. You just need to be a football fan, fantasy, fantasy fanatic. You'll fit right in. I was joking around on another podcast yesterday. It's like the one place, maybe not just the one place, but is a place you can go and say, yeah, I'm in 23 leagues and no one's going to look at you, you know, like you got six eyeballs, um, you know, cause they'll just be like, oh, is that it? You know, it, like so far, you know? Uh, but uh, it, it's definitely a, a great event, and if you can make it out, if you're close enough, uh, it's about a six-and-a-half, seven-hour drive for us outside Chicago here, and it, it's worth it. So looking forward to heading back next year, and hopefully we'll be able to you and I will be able to get together then as well. Yeah, when you, when you said you were in 22, 23 you know, leagues, I, I just envisioned that scene from The Wolf of Wall Street with Matthew McConaughey. Like, those are rookie numbers. You've got to pump those numbers way up. <laughs> that, that, that's what you get when you go to Canton, Ohio. It's like, uh, yeah. 
You know, it's 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 like you don't even have any street cred unless the number starts with like a five, <laughs> fifty, five hundred. Yeah. Like how many like how many underdog best balls are you in? I'm like, I don't do the best ball. They're like, you're a loser. <laughs> but man, it, it is great to have you back. I am, uh, you, you know, speaking of redraft, which is your primary focus of content creation, and uh, the guys over at Toilets to Titles, I'm in the middle of drafting in their redraft Frankenstein league. So uh, that's pretty cool. Um, drafted two rounds of rookies first. Drafted Kenneth Walker. Come up today with uh, with a hernia. Good times. Good times. And uh, But I did get your boy Jalen Tolbert, man. Uh, I know you got to be feeling Jalen Tolbert going into redraft season as well as dynasty season. Now, from a dynasty standpoint, I'm the guy who's been scooping up multiple shares of Jalen Tolbert all off season. He was my third round darling this year. And, uh, but you gotta be feeling good about his potential role in Dallas, both as a Cowboys fan and as a uh, fantasy footballer. Yeah, it's uh there's plenty of opportunity there in that offense. I think, uh, you know, I did the wide receiver tiers on the SmackDown that dropped here Tuesday on this feed. And, you know, Anyway, I cut it. I was like, you know, I think CeeDee Lamb is, for me, for 2022, he's top five. You know, he, I know for Dynasty, he's up there and he's super young. And he's paired with Dak. But I think the Cowboys offense should be moving the ball quite a bit again this season after having a successful, uh, you know, regular season anyway. And, yeah, Tolbert should walk right into plenty of workload as far as the rookie wide receivers. I'm not sure it's going to get too much better. Uh, you know, I, I like Drake Lundy's my favorite. But Tolbert's right there, I think, with some of those guys when you're talking about uh, even instant impact this rookie class but you you mentioned the draft getting Kenneth Walker I made a trade on the way to the expo uh and then two hours later uh that non-contact Zach Wilson injury happens and I'm like oh that's fun just acquired him so uh <laughs> but uh yeah man it, it's it, it's that time of year too unfortunately you know our, our rosters look real pretty in uh in May June July and then when camp gets started you have a few casualties along the way well, I don't want to get too much further into the news. We, we're going to talk about some news. and But I do. speaking of news, I've got some big news, and I'd like to be doing it on my normal setup. But I have talked to the aforementioned man of the hour and man with the power, Jerry Sinclair. And as the regular season rolls up on us, uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of a change with the format here of the show during the regular season. Because... I think, Kyle, I think you would agree with this, that during the regular season, dynasty shows become a lot like redraft shows. Mm -hmm. And Jerry and I aren't going to try to out-redraft the redraft guy. That's you. Now, that being said, you may see me, you may see Jerry, some of the other hosts from the Dynasty Warzone Networks of Pods, hanging out with Kyle, doing some redraft content. But Jerry and I have decided to declare war. This is Warzone. We're going to continue to steer into our wars so we're going to declare war you know like like the war is on like the war on drugs we, we lost that one the war <laughs> the war on hunger the war on crime jerry and i are declaring war on trades we are declaring war on trades and the content that you see it's great you know this is stuff we've been doing for the patrons over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone forever you know it's great hey go go get george pickens Offer a 2023 third. No, that, that that's not going to get done. I feel like other dynasty content creators, they do their trades in the league like ran by fantasy land. It doesn't work that way. You know, so we're going to really focus on trades in season. 
real world value up to the minute. And uh, Kyle, guess where we're going to be getting those trades? Um, I'm guessing from the from the great listeners of these, this show. But <laughs> that, that is, check out the big brain on Kyle. <laughs> Not just a content creator, not just a handsome face. He's a smart son of bitch. Yeah, that's right. We're going to be taking real life trades. We're going to be talking because every week there's like a last year it was guys like Elijah Mitchell popped out of nowhere. Um, what's their trade value? Do you hold on? Do you sell? What do you trade for? What are your thoughts? So maybe a shorter show to your point, a little bit shorter. I think uh, you've been doing, what would you say, about a half hour on average ish show? Yeah. And uh, we've been doing around an hour, and I think we may flip that script, if you will, in season. A little bit longer show with the redraft content, especially as you're breaking down games. And we'll go a little bit shorter with the war zone, but we'll make sure to keep you going every single week. Uh, if you have a lot of trade questions, how to. That's what we're really going to get into. We're not just going to tell you that a player is good. His value is on the rise. Go get him, because that helps nobody. Uh, is today in one of my experienced content creator league group chats. They were talking about, would you, would you give a second for Antonio Gibson? Well, well fuck yeah, I would. Write that down. <laughs> yeah. Is anyone going to take a second for Antonio Gibson? Fuck no, they're not. They're just going to shrug their shoulders and be like, I'm too far invested. So those would be the kind of, you know, George Pickens, super hot. We're going to talk about George Pickens here in just a couple minutes. But you're not going to get him for what you were getting him for a week ago. So we're going to have like that real, you know, a lot of people like trade calculators. We prefer the dynasty trade calculator. Our boys, Izzy and JP and Mosier from the DTC, but we're going to be like a real world, real life trade calculator on the air, on the show. We'll take questions live from YouTube. That'll be coming up in season. We'll start that the, uh, the Wednesday after Labor Day, Kyle, you can, you can give me all your bad trade questions. That's awesome. And, and honestly, I will tell you, uh, that is something that I think is needed. I know that uh, it's the thing that I try to work on most. Like, I know that I'm not the best uh, person to trade with, not because I don't want to make trades, but just because I'm honestly, I'm like, ah, you know, everyone has that uneasy feeling like, you know, am I going to be, uh, what, what am I going to lose here? Right. Uh, so I know that's it for me. I've been, I've been actually making an effort. I've probably made more trades in the last uh, three, four months than I've made in a while. Um, trying to move and really try to see these guys as like, hey, where am I? Where are these guys at value wise? And you know, am I am I selling high here or what's worth acquiring at a at a at a cheap price? And um, you know, it's it's been a it's been a ton of fun, but that's definitely I think something that everybody could get better at. Yeah, and and that's going to be the the focus of of what the show is going to be. But uh, one staple of that show, maybe we'll have to make it good people, bad trades. But one thing we're going to stick true to our guns with is going to be this week's show, Kyle. I, I got a double dose for you. Are you ready? I'm ready, man. Let's do it. We got we got good people, bad tweets, and we got good people, good tweets on the same topic. Are you ready? Let's, let's do this thing, man. Let me tell you. Do, do you want me to tell you how to hype up a player in, in the preseason or how not to hype up a player in preseason via Twitter? I'm gonna let you, you're the guest. You get a pick. Uh, let's start with how to hype them up. Perfect. We're going to go with former guest and friend of the show, Anand Naduri from the Roto Underworld uh, Podcast Network. He, he tweeted, pretty simple, he just violated people over and over and over again at Georgia. Dot, dot, dot. Health was the only concern, and in my opinion, he's right up there with the best of this class. Talking about none other than George Pickens. 
to me, that feels like a really good way. I think Anand did a really good job of pumping up George Pickens, what he's been doing without being too much of a hype beast and uh, going over the top. Would you agree? Yeah. Yep. I think uh, that's... (laughs) I that's the, this is so funny that this that we're talking about Pickens because yeah I almost had to shut Twitter off um during that game because it was just getting insane uh so yeah I can this is definitely one of the better <laughs> the better ways to approach this especially after the last few days we've seen plenty of the opposite examples well let, let me let me transition to where the 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 show normally trends with good people bad tweets this is Jax Falcone at Dino Game Theory, and uh, he tweeted, again, dot, 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 not to victory lap, but I think George Pickens is a better prospect than Jamison Williams. Let me ask you a question, Jax. (laughs) Why in the blue fuck did you wait until George Pickens scored his first preseason touchdown? Again, not to victory lap. I was going to say that. Sounds like a victory lap to me. (laughs) It, It feels a little bit suspicious. As my son would say, it feels a little sus. A little sus that uh, not to victory lap. And, and then why the hell are you attacking Jamison Williams? He didn't do fuck all to you or George Pickens. The guys recover from an ACL. You know, this would, this would have been a fine take. You wouldn't be making this appearance on the show if you'd have had this take, oh, I don't know, say two hours before the touchdown. Of course you like George Pickens. Why wouldn't you? Hey, look at how smart I am. Not to victory lap. Uh, not not only are you just victory lapping, but you look like a douche canoe. So, Jax, be better. Kyle, did, did I miss? Am I over the top? This one right here, really, uh, as Peter Griffin, I know you're a fan, it really ground my gears, yes. grinded my gears. Uh, it's, it's just funny. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, people get just too caught up in, like, being right. Um, and like you said, the, what we got to bring, we got to drag James and Williams into this. The dudes, the the dude was a first round pick with one leg. I feel like that's pretty good, you know. And now we're uh, we're already hyping up uh, Pickens more than than Williams. He hasn't even seen the field yet, right? So, yeah, a victory lapping for me is just that one of the reasons that I've gotten way off of uh, uh, <laughs> some of these just getting in fights with people. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm trying re- real hard to, to keep it professional, but man, it was just like this guy's been around a minute. You know, yeah. it was just like you know, even if he'd said not to victory lap, man, you know what? I think uh, George Pickens has a shot to be better than Jamison Williams. Okay, I, I probably, but but again, to, to to say not to victory lap and then to turn around and just victory lap, I was like. Yep, for you've sure. got you you you've got to be shitting me. So tip of the old cap to our old pal Anand and uh, Wolf Wolf on that other one, sir. But uh, we're gonna get into it. It's still preseason time. We're not quite ready to uh, to 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 get too crazy. But I want to talk about some new hotness and some dynasty old and busted. Uh, can I throw out a little bit of a hot take for you and get your uh, your take on my hot take? Yeah, let's hear it. All right, so I, I don't think Lamar Jackson, though this is really more of a redraft take, so this is right in your old wheelhouse. Now, I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to return on his ADP. He's probably going somewhere between three and eight, depending on, you know, the league you're in. Um, you know, six point per passing TDs, he may be a skosh lower. Four point per passing TDs, a skosh higher. But I don't think he's going to return on that ADP without a contract extension. I think he is going to 
subconsciously or maybe consciously just be like, look, I'm making a business decision. I'm not getting hurt. Uh, I don't want to say shades of Kyler Murray in that playoff game last year, but I, but I think the willingness to tuck it and run without a long-term deal is just going to not be as prevalent with Lamar. Um, and I don't blame him. He doesn't owe us as fantasy gamers or the Ravens, you know, what could be a quarter of a billion, 300 billion, $400 million, you know, to, to rush an extra nine yard rush and rupture an Achilles or tear an ACL. So for me, I just don't think he's going to return that high end, super high ADP without a contract. Just, uh, and I think it's a smart move for him and a bad move for us. What do you think is my redraft guy? Yeah, I have I have Lamar as my QB three, and like you said, he doesn't know us anything. But unfortunately, he, when you're a, a franchise quarterback, you do not have a lot of t- leverage uh, these days. I feel like because uh, wh- what are you going to do? You're going to force your way out. I mean, look at Kirk Cousins. Uh, the dude just lived on that franchise tag for years, made a ton of money off of it, and then still cashed out later with a get- great contract. But uh, yeah, when you're talking about Lamar, it's a different game for him, right? He's out there making these risky decisions uh, day uh, every, day in and day out on the field because uh, that's how he gets it done is on the ground. That's how he gets it done for fantasy is on the ground. So when you see Lamar um, not you know not having this buttoned up, I think he's held it. He's done it the right way, um, but uh, as far as like not holding out, but it's gonna be interesting to see if they don't get done. He put a timetable on it for the first time here this uh, this week, so we will. Uh, we will see. All right. Yeah. I'm big Lamar guy as well. And it's just hard to see him doing a whole bunch without that contract. So draft Lamar. I mean, obviously we were a dynasty show, so, you know, you got to start him if you have him. I mean, you're not going to trade him. You're not going to give him away, but you know, just maybe temper expectations is a good way to put it, Kyle. Yeah. Yep. I think that's a good route. All right, we'll stick with quarterback news. And uh, Baker and Sam, smells like spam. I I don't know that I really want either one of these. I think I have to take a mini L on Sam Darnold because I had Sam ahead of Baker. I was never a Baker guy, so I I got that part of the equation correctly. Uh, I was always more on Sam. Got that part of the equation incorrectly. Kyle, from a redraft and a dynasty standpoint, do you want either of these two? Either, neither, or both, I guess, is the question. <laughs> yeah, neither. Uh, I, I will definitely give you the credit. You were one of the first guys telling us to pump the brakes on Baker Mayfield. Like, you were doing it before it was cool. Uh, so I, I will definitely give you that. I was the Sam Darnold guy, too. Um, maybe, you know, I, I have been a few spots where it's still painful. I have in some contract leagues, so I'm looking at some bad numbers. Uh, so I'm going to say neither. Uh, I did have a late, late rookie draft that was the – First week in, or maybe the second week in August, like Baker was already, or sorry, I guess we're already in the second week of August. So it would have been first week of August. Baker's obviously already there. I got Matt Corral for a, like a, I got him at the 410 in a super flex league. They moved up for this kid. You know, they, they're, they have two, these two guys not under contract for next season. So I, I guess I'll go off the board here. And if I had to have one, I'll just take the rookie that I know will be in Carolina next year. <laughs> I don't think any of these guys are going to have a job next year. I think Carolina's going to stink. I think David Tepper, the owner, is going to fire the GM, the head coach. He's just going to clean house. He's got the money to do it, too. I mean, he's not like he's not going to just sit there and sit in his own poop. You know, he'll yeah, just yeah. clear it. He don't care. He, he scratched a check to, to, to buy the team and a few million to get rid of these guys won't be uh, much of a decision. If I had to have anybody, I think I'd take Baker. 
I'm not going to necessarily do a, a full turn. Baker's the kind of guy that if I could get him for a third, excuse me, if I could get him as a third QB in a super flex league, that's fine. Outside of that, I want nothing to do with this team at all. Uh, another another bit of news from over the weekend, Trey Lance looked good, Kyle. What did you think about Trey Lance and his, uh, his game one as the starter for the Niners? Yeah, that deep bomb, that was fun. Uh, you know, it, this is somebody that has the crazy drag, high draft capital. We know that. He's on, he's on what should be a good offense, good weapons around him as well. You know, what, what we're looking for from a fantasy perspective is big-time numbers on the ground, you know, and, um, and I think he'll give us that. We saw that last season. If the passing's there too, even better. Um, but I think he can, he can be that Jalen Hurts plus. Um, and right now, like for redraft, you're getting him cheaper than that. Um, right. Cause Hertz is going so much higher. So, uh, you can take advantage of it in redraft. And if you're sitting on Lance and, and dynasty, you got to feel good about that, especially with all the ups and downs that we've seen out of that 2021 rookie quarterback class. Yeah. I I'm still tepid on Trey Lance, unless he's like your QB two or three, mm-hmm. he is the perfect kind of QB to have behind a, a steady Eddie. This will sound wild, but if you have like a Kirk Cousins or a Derek Carr or someone that's just like safe, mm-hmm. you know, that's not going to have a huge week-to-week fluctuation because Trey Lance is going to have weeks where he's going to win you games. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yep. He definitely has that in his arsenal, I think. But but the numbers can lie. Like if you just read the box score, like if you're just box score surfing, he went four or five for 92 yards. But what that doesn't do is that doesn't give you the context that he had one 70-yard pass that mm-hmm. also included a bit of a broken tackle by Danny Gray. And if you and if you take that, which you can't, they all score fantasy points. But if you were to remove that, he actually goes three of four for 20 yards. So the average, you know, the average yards per reception go up. But you know what? They all count the same. It's kind of like what happened last year with Debo. Like, one of the couple of games he started, Debo had like an 88-yard or something ridiculous. So so we've seen that as part of the arsenal twice. I think uh, things are looking up for Trey Lance. Again, if you got like a super steady Eddie that's just going to help you as a QB1, if you have him as your QB2, I mean, he can be anywhere from a league winner as a QB2 to uh, uh, an absolute – like if you had him and like this next guy we're going to talk about, Zach Wilson, which – you wouldn't draft him now in redraft leagues. But if you had a couple of these volatile guys, you'd have to be nervous, Kyle. Yeah, and I think when you look at Trey Lance, that there's a lot of positives, though, with him being a young guy. I love the fact that he's on a coaching staff that drafted him that obviously wants him that's safe. It's going to be there for a while. They have, they're have they not going anywhere. Uh, and then these weapons around him are awesome, which is com- pretty much the opposite to a lot of these other young QBs that we're seeing right now. Well, this next guy... I. I I agree. I've talked about him before on the show. I believe he has the upside, but uh, I I put down the note, Justin Fields' death sentence. I mean, he was sacked twice in like eight plays or something. Yeah. And and the Bears' offensive line gave up five sacks on the day. Now, between how shitty that offensive line is, how bad the weapons are not named Darnell Mooney, and his propensity to hold the ball as long as he does, this guy's going to get murdered. You know, um, not not literally, figuratively, uh, but he is more and more and more. He and the next guy we're going to talk about, he is feeling more and more like the bust of this class. We go back to the Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Lamar, you know, draft class. You know, Sam, uh, excuse me, Josh Rosen was the clear bust. You know, Sam's on his way to being a bust. Baker's teetering. 
We'll see how this year goes. And then you have Lamar and Josh Allen. I think as far as this 2021 class is, is looking like, it feels like Justin Fields, part of it is because he does hold the ball for too long. That's just my opinion, but I think you can document that. Also, last year, he had the worst QBR, that is the ESPN QB efficiency rating, of any QB in the league. And, and, and then you add in the fact that, you know, Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, they don't feel like they have his best interest in mind. So he's a guy that if you can find an Ohio State fan in your dynasty league, maybe if I could get off first, if I could get just a random 23 first for Justin Fields, I'm totally out on Justin Fields. Kyle, where are you at with him in dynasty and in your redraft leagues? Yeah, for dynasty, I think you're right. I mean, if you can, if you can cash out at, you know, 85 cents on the dollar from last year, that is smash except like I, he's the complete polar opposite of Trey Lance. When you look at the pieces around him, right? He has a coach that's already been, the head coach has already changed since he's been there. Uh, a GM that has, you know, and an organization has no idea what they're doing and they're taking the complete opposite approach that we've seen with some of these other, even a bad organization in New York, right? What did they do? They went and got Zach Wilson weapons right over the last two seasons of draft capital with Elijah Moore and Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson and, you know, signing vet, you know, signing Corey Davis, you know, for what that's worth, like they're putting weapons around him. And when I, you know, it's almost like a joke, like, yeah, they signed Corey Davis. What the hell have the bears done? They've done zero for this kid. And so for me, if I can tap out, I'm going to, I'm going to look to do it. Um, this is a bad team. They're going to be drafted high, um, you know, next season. So, well, uh, do they just look gonna, to go the other right route, and do they just Rosen Fields right out of the Chicago that that quick in year three? That's going to lead me to, to my next question. I mean, I think it's well within the range of outcomes that the Bears finish with a top five pick in next year's draft. Yeah, and you're looking at C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. I mean, if you're Matt Eberflus or Ryan Poles, is it just easier for you to say, "Look, old lady McCaskey, we didn't draft this guy." We he's not our guy. Let's get him out of town because that buys you a start over. It's the same thing with Brian Dayball. We're not really going to talk much Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing in New York. Right. It's the same. It's the same thing in Seattle, except that the Bears gave up two first to go get Justin Fields. But Ryan Poles didn't do that. Right. And, you know, so I, I, it's a real slippery slope with, with Justin Fields. He's either going to have to really overcome or uh, he's going to really wind up on another roster, which, you know, maybe a, a second chance. So far, those second chances really haven't worked out too well. We're going to see how it works out for Mitch Trubisky and, and Baker and some other guys. But right now, if you're holding a bunch of Justin Fields, you're you're kind of hoping that he and not the situation around him gets better. So um, next guy needs, K-N-E-E apostrophe D, needs our prayers, and that's Zach Wilson. Had his meniscus clipped. Sounds painful. And he's he's still on his two to four week timeline. So week one of the regular season is still within the range of outcomes. I think this gives you a mini buy low window on Zach Wilson. You know, you were talking about how Justin Fields is the one QB that hasn't gotten supported. Dude, Zach Wilson got a ton of support. Um, they did lose Mekhi Becton, but they've brought in more weapons. They brought in two tight ends. They brought in Tyler Conklin. They brought in CJ Uzoma. They used a first-round pick on um, Garrett Wilson. They re-signed Braxton Berrios. They drafted Brees Hall. I mean, this guy got. I think they. I think they signed Lakin Tomlinson, if I remember, the lineman from the 49ers, to kind of help give a little offensive line depth. Uh, I, he feels like a guy who is being set up to succeed. 
Where are you at with Zach Wilson as a dynasty asset? Yeah, I actually, uh, and of course, it, like within two hours, it it changed slightly. And luckily, the news was good. The initial the the initial play did not look very positive. It looked like you know, all right, he's done uh, for twenty twenty two. But I made a trade. It's uh, uh, not we'll have to have all the way into it. But in essence, what I did was I I I gave up uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, Cam Akers and uh, Kenneth Walker to flip from Lawrence to Zach Wilson, picked up Brees Hall, and then I got a first and a second for next year out of it. So to me, when I was looking at that, you know, I like Trevor Lawrence more because I think he has better upside. But for me, I don't know that Zach Wilson is that much of a downgrade. I like what they've done around him. And I, I knew that, yep, he probably doesn't have the top 12 upside. But for Dynasty, I was buying him. I think he's still going to be a starter for the next few years with really, really good weapons around him. I'm glad he's not going to miss a lot of time in 2022. So he's somebody that, like you mentioned, has they, they're setting him up to succeed. So I think if you can, yeah, if you can buy low, if someone's really going to in a dynasty league freak out over him missing a game or two, um, yeah, if I can go get him, then yeah, I don't mind making that move and uh, and see what we have in this what the second overall pick from a year ago. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Let me ask you a question. We talked earlier in the show about how we're going to be doing more how to trade advice in the in the season. And when I see this, if I have Justin Fields, which I have none, I'm, I'm good at dynasty. So I don't have any Justin Fields, but if I did, what I would do is I would take Justin Fields in my 2023 second, and I'm going to go proactively hunt down the GM that's got Zach Wilson. And I'm going to say here, you take Mr. Ohio state, you take the, the super duper guy that the whole dynasty world loves. And this second and I will take the guy with the bad knee. I'll take Zach Wilson, and I'll take your 23 first. That is the first offer that I'm going to make. I, I'm hoping that someone's going to see that Justin Fields is healthier. I hope that they're – because you know what? That first-round pick next year, if Zach Wilson busts, then I can use the first on another QB next year. Mm-hmm. And I it, so I'm not saying that Zach Wilson will be more successful. I'm just saying I would rather have Zach Wilson in a first – than Justin Fields in a second. That's a deal I'm going to go offer right now. Yeah. I mean, does that, I mean, at least in, you're opening up MFL, you're opening up the sleeper notification. Does that at least pique your interest if you get that as a Zach Wilson's, as a Zach Wilson GM? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I have a little bit, I, I must be not good at Dynasty because I do have a little bit Justin Fields. I don't love it. Well, you live in Chicago. Means. I'm going to give but, you a small pass. Yeah. Uh, small pass. I'm not even a Bears fan, though. I mean, that's, I don't I, know what, I, my, and, what I'm and doing And in anymore. fairness, the one league I'm in with you, I do have Justin Fields. But it's a one QB league, and I got him in like the fourth round. So. Yeah. So I, what, yeah. I, I think that gets it done. I mean, when, if you go to the Wilson owner and, and make that move, I mean, I don't, I think we're still early enough in with just, you know, just a season under the belt with these two guys that, People will still buy into like, well, hey, I, you know, I paid. Uh, he went got, to Ohio State. Yeah, and Fields went ahead of Wilson in every rookie draft, you know. So I'm I'm able to cash out here uh, pretty well on Wilson, right? So I, I think that's the route to go, and maybe you don't get that first back, but um, I, I think that they're. I don't know. I, when you look at rankings, I, Wilson is pretty distant behind Fields, you know. So. Uh, right in a consensus and, 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 and I don't know why. I I I, I, I yeah, really I can't. I can't put my finger on outside of the fact that you're you're just banking on that magical upside, right? But 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 here's I I you know I think what was the record that Zach Wilson threw like the fastest recorded ball? It's like not like he's that much. I mean, 
I, I just really believe that the the big name school, the mega power five school really buoys the dynasty value of a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. If I can get Zach Wilson in a first, I Justin Fields is gone. Mm-hmm. I'll take it all day, every day. Uh, the next the next bit of news, we're going to stick with, with, with rookie QBs and young QBs, Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. Uh, my, my note on these two is hold your horses a little bit. You know, um, what's hidden in the Kenny Pickett news is that Mitch Trubisky went four for seven, uh, nine yards per pass attempt and a touchdown with the first teamers, while Pickett did go a very impressive 13 of 15 versus guys that'll be driving UPS trucks and Amazon trucks in three weeks. So uh, what did you take away from the, the, the Kenny Pickett? And then I'll go Malik Willis. Uh, people were super stoked to see him again. That's some of that context. We just surf box scores. We just see highlights on the NFL network or Twitter or ESPN. And, and we don't take in the context of who they're doing it against. Kenny Pickett was doing it against third teamers. Malik Willis was doing it against second and third teamers. It's great that we got an extended look at them, but you can't let this artificially inflate their value in dynasty. Kyle, would you agree? Disagree? Did you see something maybe I missed? Am I am I adding too much context? No, I, I think you. I think it's really important this this time. You know, with week one into the into the preseason, where are these guys initially slotted in the pecking order? Uh, so. Yeah, Pickett, that's great, you know, because we haven't heard too many glowing reports about him early on in this out of camp, but he did it. He was the third QB on the field. You know, that says something more to me than what his stat line is, um, you know, and I think one preseason game in should not shift your thought, your your feelings on these players. I thought that they were both, you know, both these guys, honestly, I thought were fine values and super flex. They fell in a spot where you it was a pretty low price tag to add a QB. Uh, with and both these players, their value will do nothing but go up um, from here. To be honest, because as soon as they start a game, then you're going to be able to get more than what you spent for them on draft day, in my opinion. So, uh, if somebody's already over hyping, like I, I flipped Jerome Ford in a league over the weekend because he was just, you know, oh, he scored two touchdowns. Like, that's great. You went noted when he was on the field late, and uh, so he, he didn't move up my. What board. would you get for Jerome? Uh, I included, so I didn't. It wasn't a straight up trade, but. Uh, so I did, I included Jerome Ford and Ramondre Stevenson, um, and a first, uh, so it was a first, sorry, it was a first, second Jerome Ford, Ramondre Stevenson for Najee. And I was thrilled with that because and, yeah. <laughs> and long-term, I, I think in, in the short term, the, the Ramondre, you know, side could have some value, mm-hmm. But long term, you you got the you got you know a top three four running back in a in a in a startup, and you know you made it sound like you flipped Jerome Ford for like you know something good. He was oh, like no. he was like the filler. Yeah, he yeah. Was, but but like that was that was he's like oh I need I need a running back back. Uh, you know, or like Ramondre and Jerome Ford. I had other running backs on my roster that he was just like no, give me Jerome Ford. I'm like these guys shouldn't be changing that much of your opinion <laughs> that, in one week. If that gets it done, pal. If That's that fine. Gets yes. it, if that gets it done. Yes. Uh, thank you for uh, doing a natural transition to running backs for us because uh, I'm ready to talk. It looks like uh, Alvin Kamara may avoid suspension in 2022 as his case may not be adjudicated until well into October, November. And with that being the case, I mean, what a boon for dynasty GMs. For, forget redraft. The big redraft weekends are – 
the next three, especially this coming weekend and the weekend after leading. A lot of people don't draft Memorial Day weekend because people are traveling and what have you. But these next two weekends, redraft guy are going to be huge. He, he's nodding his head. It's, Sorry, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I, it's, it's, it's great. It's great for radio. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I didn't know you. You're, yes, they're going to be huge. My bet, my biggest two drafts are this Saturday and next week on Friday. So this is the time. Uh, it's definitely redraft season in here. It's always a fight trying to get people on that. Uh, on even on though, that, even uh, though it's the weekend. even though it used to be, it used to be the best redraft weekend because by then all the preseason games were done. Yeah, but now because they do that bye week, that weekend of Labor Day, they mm-hmm. treat it as a bye weekend. There's no action, so if you can make it into that, what will be not this coming weekend, but the following weekend, if you get through that weekend, you're gold. No one's going to be hurt. No one, no one's going to be good. So Alvin Kamara, his ADP should continue to rise. But as a dynasty GM, what an opportunity to get him going in this offense. And if you want to cash out with this being his sixth year in the league, what an opportunity. It will be absolutely great because suspended players, even if they're good players, don't tend to maximize return on a a sell. Um, If I'm a contender, obviously I'm keeping Alvin Kamara. But if you're in the middle of the road or or ever looking for a good opportunity, now is the time with uh, Mr. AK-41. Yeah, and I think the one thing that happens to me sometimes, like when news drops, like, oh, man, he's going to be suspended or whatever, and immediately it's like, okay, where is his value at? But then when it breaks the other way and, you know, it's positive, it's like, well, now it's now it's too good. Like, I can't bail now. It's like, remember how you felt just like 10 minutes before that, you know, about that player? Like, you need to, you need to look, honestly take a hard look at where your roster is and if he can help you. I, I love him for 2022. I think he's going to be great. Um, but – you know, yeah, if you're a dynasty owner and you were looking to try to get out, um, you, you could still sell. Just, I mean, purely selling the, hey, he's going to be a top six, seven running back for this year. And you're obviously, you know, you're going for it. You need this guy, you know, and who knows what will end up happening a year from now, right? And like you could use that storyline narrative, you know, you know, do it for sure. But I think he's in for a big year this season. Yeah, I, I agree. And he will be the focal point of that offense. And, I think New Orleans is going to be a sneaky good redraft. We'll, we'll throw that word out there again, redraft spot, whether it be Mike Thomas, Alvin Kamara, or in two QB and Superflex leagues. Even famous Jameis is uh, somewhat appealing in those formats. But uh, from a running back perspective, Kyle, which one of these two rocks, if these two running backs were actual rocks and we threw them over the edge of a boat, which one of these two rocks hits the ocean floor first? Is it Miles Sanders who continues to not live up to expectations as he's fighting a soft tissue issue or Antonio Gibson, who is apparently just not good at football and football security. So if we threw those two overboard, whose ADP in the form of a rock hits the ocean floor first? Oh man, these two guys are tough. Um, It's just so disappointing because we've seen flashes and we want to believe but I'm I'm probably gonna put it on the man who's still looking for his first touchdown of 2021, and that's Miles Sanders. Uh, I just I think they've done everything possible to. I mean, you could argue the same thing, I guess, for for uh, Gibson. But I, just all the reports coming out, they continue to give uh, high volume to gain well in practice and all that. And with Boston Scott, I mean, last year the the touches told the tale. Um, I think so. I'm just not sure that Ant, that Sanders is even if he's healthy is going to get the opportunities that we expect out of him. 
um, for what we've valued him over the last few years. And just the reality of it for me is like, you know, I just, I just don't see it. I think the writing's on the wall for both these guys, but if I had to choose one to, to drop off to the floor first, I I'm going to go with, with old miles. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not looking to unload either because this is the worst time. Yeah. This is, and it's good that the dynasty space is getting better about this. It's, it's good that when news comes out, we just, not always, there are still plenty of people who like are like running out and like this, give me a random third, get them off my roster. It's like, it's like their like soul will not allow them to just, you know, live with the day in day out of having those guys on, on, on their roster. For me, I'm not really looking to acquire either one unless it's cheap. And if I had to acquire one, I would acquire Miles Sanders. But I'm going to let the news get worse and worse and then a little bit worse. And then when it can't get any worse, that's where I'm going to walk in and go, I'll take that Miles Sanders off your hands. Hmm. Here, here's a contender's second. Here's a rebuilder's third. You know, that you know top 25 rookie-ish draft capital. Yep. And what I'm going to do is, and Kyle, do you know why I would want Miles Sanders? E- even if he doesn't get her going, he's going to be a free agent next year. Do you think uh, you think Philadelphia is going to look to uh, to re-sign Miles? No, sir. Probably not, Kyle. So what's going to happen? Miles Sanders and being the super athlete that he's that he is is going to re-sign in a new spot. Maybe it's in Atlanta. Maybe it's like a you know a spot that. Maybe it's you know it's it's the Raiders. Who knows? It could be anywhere. And then mm. what happens? Hope Eyes springs. Up. Hope springs eternal. Let's go. And, and and that investment that you you gave a late second, early third for, you could potentially get an early second. Maybe you can get a twenty three second and a twenty four second. I, I'm I'm not looking to use Miles Sanders. I don't think you're going to get Antonio Gibson anywhere near that cheap. But I'm gonna let both of these assets. I'm gonna let them plummet and fall further and further toward that ocean floor, and then just when the market's about ready to crash, I'm gonna swoop in. I'm gonna buy up a couple of shares, not looking to use them, you know, unless I need to or unless they turn things around later in the season, and I can actually, you know, enter them into a lineup. But I'm gonna be looking to flip those guys in about six months, Kyle. Dude, and honestly, the the free agency, the contract status, those types of things, that's real. And if you're not thinking that way, uh, you're you're not playing Dynasty right. Um, honestly, I didn't know Miles Sanders was a free agent. Uh, you know, so uh, that's a great point. And you should be looking at those players same way. Like just like if you're trying to buy a guy, like you know, for me, I, I love you know, I like Michael Gallup. I think he's a I think he's a good wide receiver. I thought last year his value was one where I was like, eh. But when I'm looking, I was like, did I think he was going to be back in Dallas? No. And I was like, I don't know about that uncertainty there, right? You can flip it just like Memphis did here, right? You want to get that guy at that spot because you think he's going to probably be somewhere else next year. And honestly, anybody that changes teams like that, you know, you usually see that little bit of uptick um, there. So it's not it's not foolproof. But honestly, if you're not accounting for player contracts and, and dynasty and being consistently evaluating that, then you're not, you're not playing this up to your full potential. You know, it's, a, it's situational awareness. If you had this late in the podcast, Memphis mentions youth baseball. Congratulations, you have won. But it's it's you know it's like when I coach my kid and and his teammates about situational awareness. Hey, there's a runner on second. What do you do if the ball's hit to you? Hey, there's two outs. It's you're ingraining that situational awareness. It's the same thing in dynasty. It's situational awareness. It's oh hey this guy that had Chris Godwin who's maybe starting off slow or, you know, you mentioned Gallup, who's on the pup. 
hey, that guy's maybe contending or she's contending when maybe they didn't they didn't think they would. And hey, I've got this old, crusty, busted veteran who's maybe having like a and I like Adam Thielen. You know, but maybe it's like an Adam Thielen. Can you th- trade an Adam Thielen for a, a, a younger guy? Those are the kind of moves you got to be situationally aware of, not only what's going on with you and your players, but what's going on with your league mate and their players. Who is expendable currently? Who are they winning in spite of? Mm-hmm. Who are they losing because of? And, and how, as the good neighboring dynasty GM, how can you help? And by I mean <laughs> help, I mean really help you. So, so, uh, but I, I think we've kept the rookie running backs at bay long enough, Kyle. Let, let's jump into some. Well, you know what? I'm going to make them wait just a little bit longer. We call that a tease in the radio podcast industry. Uh, Damian Harrison, it's really been more Ramondre Stevenson season, but uh, old, old fan that I am of James White, sad to see him retire. But it looks like it could be an uptick in usage for Ramondre Stevenson, and they're trying to to figure out who's going to be the bell cow and who's going to be the goal line guy. Both these guys run the ball pretty well, mm-hmm. and both these guys catch the ball pretty well. So what if they both just get more touches in both the run and pass game, and both of these guys could be useful? Why can't it be Damian Harris season and Ramondre Stevenson season, Kyle? Yeah, I mean, if they if they continue to run the ball when they get down inside the 10 like they did last year, there's enough meat on the bone for both of these guys. We stay, we saw Stevenson when he was when he was used as the primary back. He was able to get it done last season. Damian Harris had a great year last year, and again, so many rushing touchdowns from this New England Patriots offense. So Mac Jones in here too. Do they lean on him a little bit more? Uh, they have a little bit. You know, they brought in Devontae Parker. Uh, so I mean, you, but they you can greatly. say they brought in Batman or the Easter Bunny. Exactly. I don't care that wide receiver core is horrible. Yeah, they've got and- Matt Patricia. His pencil and laminated his play sheet. Yes. It got him calling the plays. It's going to be three yards in a cloud of dust. I think both of these guys can get a ton of use. Uh, I, I think they both, I think that it'll, it'll cap the upside a little bit for Harris, but that doesn't, um, you know, that doesn't mean that both these guys cannot be, won't be usable. So I, I like them both. I have them both on plenty of spots. And I'm, uh, I, I think that, you know, it's, it's fun to see uh, Stevenson if you got him. Like he was so cheap last year. Um, right. And it's just one of those things that, you know, I lucked into him, not because I'm that smart of a, you know, a draft scout or anything like that, but it was just like, Hey, if he's sitting here in the third round, am I rather going to take a shot at a wide receiver or do I just want my running back scratch off lottery ticket? And and that ended up being Roger Stevenson in a lot of places for me. So I think that both these guys can be flex worthy. Um, there's plenty of value there on the ground in new England. So yeah, like you said, I think it could be, I think it could be both. There's nothing wrong with that. And if I and I don't want to wish evil on anybody or their their GMs, but if either one of these guys happens to miss an extended amount of time, you literally could have just received a league winner because hmm. their 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 snap share could have gone. You know, I see a world where you know they they uh, they drafted the rookie uh, Kevin Harris. Hmm. Um, they got JJ Taylor there, and there's another rookie there as well. Or they're, you know, they're, yeah, they're Pierre Strong. Yep. Thank you, Pierre Strong. They could wind up having, like, you know, Harris gets forty percent of the touches, and Stevenson gets forty percent. But if one of those guys goes down for an extended period, you might get a guy who gets 65 percent, and all of a sudden that player in especially redraft formats becomes a hammer. Mm-hmm. So, so a good spot to be. But- 
All right, guys, and this is the tail end of the show where we started to have issues as I was talking about Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, I like Isaiah Pacheco. I think Kyle likes Isaiah Pacheco. And I'm fine with you going out in Dynasty and acquiring Isaiah Pacheco. It's not always the easiest to buy a camp darling, uh, especially with as much run as he's getting. Uh, it looks like Ronald Jones could be a camp casualty, may not even make the roster. He could be the, for lack of a better term, he could be in that Daryl Williams role from last year. I think there are three running backs on the Chiefs. Could be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Obviously, his draft capital is saving him. I think the versatility of Jarek McKinnon in both the passing game and in other aspects of you know football, real football, not as much fantasy football, and then Pacheco, him being a value savings, could be the three running backs on this team, and Ronald Jones could be on the outside looking in. So if you're a contender and you want to go get Pacheco, I'm fine giving a late 20, 23 first, especially in a 1QB league. Not first, excuse me, guys, please. Uh, abort, abort, do not listen. I am fine with you giving up a late 2023 20, second round pick, especially in a 1QB league, to go get Pacheco. Maybe you find a GM that just wants to cash out, get out from under Pacheco, get him off their payroll, if you will. That's fine uh, because contenders need depth. And if you're going to be a contender, if you're going to be in that final four, of a 12-person league, I'm all for getting Pacheco. I do apologize that we can't get Kyle's thoughts on Isaiah Pacheco, but he's not here. Hard to get a guy two nights in a row uh, when he was already helping me out due to Jerry having a work commitment. Uh, I did want to throw a couple of extra things in here at the end about the wide receiver position. You know, now is a really bad time to go out and get Romeo Dobbs or George Pickens, or any of these guys that are getting a lot of buzz in camp. Now, Pickens, it's all been steam, hot, steamy, on fire. And it looks like if he can avoid injury and just being a knucklehead, because those were the two knocks on him coming into the NFL, is that he wasn't a bad guy as in like related to like criminal activity. He was just different from what I've read. And the injury concerns. So. With Pickens, if you got him in the late first, early second in a 1QB or in the middle second in a 2QB league, you did real, real well um, and be happy. Uh, I don't think I want to cash out. Deontay Johnson is only on a two-year extension, and I don't think Chase Claypool is very good. I don't think that we thought Chase Claypool was much of a wide receiver when he was coming out of school. He lit up the combine and then had a decent rookie year. And then ever since, it's not been great. So George Pickens could be a value and a startable piece right away. So if you got him, I'm all for you keeping him. What would I want from him in a 1QB league, like a first plus, like a 23 first plus maybe a 24 second? I mean, you did your job. As a Dynasty GM, you did your job. You identified the guy, you drafted the guy, the guy is doing exactly what you thought he would do. 
And if another GM in your league wants to, you know, get your George Pickens, you deserve to make a profit. I think I'd hold, but next year's class is going to be really good, especially for Superflex. So if you wanted to cash out, you know, get a first in 23 and a second in 24, I'm okay with that because here's the secret that's not really a secret, but the dynasty space acts like it's a secret is that the NCAA is only going to continue to give us as dynasty gamers more and more and more wide receivers. Go back and look, go back to like 2014. You know, that was the, one of the greatest, you know, receiving classes of all time, you know, some uh, mixed results in 15 and 16, still some good players. And then ever since 2018, which if memory serves me correctly, was the DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, Cortland Sutton, Gallup. All those guys have been good. I mean, Calvin Ridley had a huge year. And it's just been wide receiver success after wide receiver success after wide receiver success ever since. So if you want to stack a couple of pieces, and you know, a couple of picks and, and, and move pickings, that's fine too. Um, if you want to get a, maybe you're a contender and you drafted him in a one QB league at that, that 110, 111, 112, cool. If you want to flip him to go get some running back depth, by all means, not, not a bad play because you know you'll be drafting there next year. And next year is another loaded class where we'll see a ton of good wide receivers. It's just going to be the norm going forward. As the NFL puts more and more emphasis on offense, more and more emphasis on protecting wide receivers, especially over the middle part of the field, and protecting QBs, offense is going to rule the day. So you're going to continue to get more opportunities at wide receiver. Uh, running backs, I'd like to get in return for for Pickens. Um, can you do James Cook straight up? I don't know that James Cook has done so much in the pre, but I think that's the line. I mean, in, in this class, it's really Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, and James Cook. Uh, there's been, again, a little love for Pacheco. Uh, you know, a couple other guys, uh, Isaiah Spiller has gotten some love. I, I think the offer I would make, especially with him being out with a, a hernia issue, is go offer up Pickens for Kenneth Walker. Uh, could be down for a little bit, completely understand that, but a guy that I really like, and like I said, I think the NCAA will give you more opportunities at receiver if, and that's the word, that, that's what you have to think of. It's not Memphis is saying, hey, go trade George Pickens for, for Kenneth Walker. Although I do that, you know, what does that look like in the, the construct of your roster? Uh, talk about Romeo Dobbs or Dubes. He's going to be dubs on this program. I'll let Jerry know. You guys can tweet at Jerry Sin. Let him know it's dubs. I know it's D-O-U-B-S, but for the sake of this podcast going forward, it's dubs. D-O-O-B-S. So Romeo Dubes uh, had, a, had a nice little game, a uh, couple of flashes in practice last week, and then pretty much on Tuesday and Wednesday, shit the bed from a production and a, a quality work standpoint with Aaron Rodgers to the point to where he actually, as opposed to his normal passive aggressive self, it was just his aggressive self. He's like, if, if you can't be where you need to be and you can't catch the ball, I'm not throwing you the ball. Now, 
I'm not here to tell you to not go pursue Romeo Dobbs, dupes, and I'm not telling you to 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 not to to go sell. Um, if I were selling, I would gladly take a 23 second, uh, especially in Superflex, mostly in Superflex. I'd want two 23 seconds for dupes if I could get it in a a one QB. Um, he's going to have the 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 headlines that's the word i'll I'll use i'll have the headlines uh of the green bay press of nbc sports edge so you're going to see his name out there a lot and he may flash a bit as a rookie but maybe he's that mid-round guy that breaks out maybe he's not but you know i'm going to use this last guy as a way to wrap up the show and get you guys the hell out of here And, and that's alec pierce he's a guy that other dynasty services have not loved have called a fraud in the you know lead up to camp and all Alec Pierce is doing is having a great camp as a lot of you know I live in Indianapolis it's my team I'm a Colts fan and everything I see from everybody is him just beating the brakes off of everybody and Matt Ryan is not afraid to use this young man in the red zone so he's starting to heat up uh he dominated Twitter on Wednesday which I will say that is the one benefit of this pod getting out a little bit late is that I was able to add the Alec, uh, Alec Pierce news because I was not going to cover that on Wednesday uh, or for a Wednesday pod when Kyle was here with me. So camp news is going to fluctuate. But every year, ladies and gentlemen, every single year, there are these rookies. And this year it's Pacheco and it was Spiller and it was Dubes. And now you're starting to see Alec Pierce. And you know what, guys? It's going to be someone else. It is. Um, use your best judgment. You know, I, I mentioned earlier in the body of the show, I, I like Kenny Pickett, but he was doing it against third stringers. That matters. That 100% matters that Kenny Pickett, yes, he had a great showing. Yes, he had a game-winning touchdown. Yes, he looked good. He was the third QB they put on the field in that game. Behind Mitch Trubisky, behind Mason Rudolph, then there was 24-year-old Kenny Pickett. Can he do well? Will he get reps? I don't know. Um, but listening to guys that I trust from an NFL standpoint, uh, I think a lot of you have heard this name before, like John Middlecoff. I think Middlecoff has one of the best non-fantasy but yet football-related podcasts out there in the Three and Out podcast. And, you know, he's pretty trepidatious on Pickett as well. So just remember, take what you see with a grain of salt in the preseason. It's great to be excited, um, and and it's great to be looking for that value. It's great that you want to be early, but it's also very bad if you go out and overextend yourself on guys without a lot of draft capital. You know, if you go out and overextend yourself by giving up seconds and God help you if you're giving up first for guys like Pacheco and Dubes and Alec Pierce. God bless you and your roster. At least of those three, Alec Pierce was a higher draft pick. He was a high day two draft pick in the NFL draft. He went ahead of a lot of wide receivers, including Sky Moore, that I liked. So at least Alec Pierce has that on his resume versus a guy like Dubes, who was a fourth rounder, and a guy like Pacheco, who, if memory serves, was a seventh rounder. So just be careful out there in these dynasty streets. I know it's 
it's hard not to get excited. It's it's hard not to want to to make moves because we're like three weeks away from football as you're listening to this on a Thursday. But this is one of those times a year, and, and I think there's about three for me that dynasty GMs really, really hurt their roster long term. One is right now. Um, you start buying camp hype. Uh, you're newer to dynasty, or maybe you just can't help yourself, and you just got to jump in there and mix it up and get the new hotness. Sometimes you get lucky. I mean, sometimes you get a James Robinson, and I think James Robinson can still have a little value. But there's also one of those things where when you are acquiring James Robinson in April and May that year of rookie drafts versus what he was going for later, you know, in that rookie season and then where he was going in startup. So just be careful out there. The other two times, by the way, in case you were wondering, is around the trade deadline in your dynasty league. Yes, you should have a trade deadline. No, I don't believe you should have wide open trades all year. That's a different topic for a different day. And the third time is right around free agency in the draft. That pocket of time, mid-March through mid-April, there's a lot of shenanigans goes on that uh, really hurts dynasty rosters. But I want to thank you guys for your patience. I want to thank you for sitting through the show. Sorry for the varying volume levels of recordings. Uh, Just some internet trouble and some software trouble. But we love you guys. We appreciate you more than you know. And to make sure we put a podcast out for you, especially at an important time, like right now a training camp going on was super important to me. That's why even though Jerry was committed to work, I grabbed my boy Kyle. We were chopping it up and uh, wanted to make sure you had a show. So enjoy week two of the preseason. If you would, I'm asking for a favor. I don't ask for a lot. I put out the content for you to enjoy. But if you go to iTunes or Spotify and leave us a review, that would be all the way solid. Um, you can write some nice words, but five-star goes real, real far in helping the show. Or you can go to YouTube. Just go to YouTube. Just subscribe to the channel. Um, you can turn the notifications on if you want, but that that's the other way. Those are the two biggest ways that if you don't want to support us with your dollars, support us with your time. Man, give me three minutes to to do a review and to go over to YouTube and follow the show. It's it's super simple. If you're listening to this on your lunch hour, before you skip over to Instagram or TikTok or or whatever, you may already be on YouTube as you're listening to this podcast, which would be odd from an audio standpoint, but you get my drift. Take a couple of minutes, leave us a quick review, subscribe on YouTube. That helps us out. If you want more content, more interaction, more fun, Go to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. I'm back to doing contractors. That's one-on-one help for the members of the patron community, as well as recording that information to use those conversations to help all of the members of the patron get better at Dynasty Fantasy Football. Their strategy podcast. There's about 200 podcasts, if memory serves, in that archive for five bucks a month. I'll be very honest with you. I think it's the best value in dynasty and fantasy content. Uh, I work one-on-one with people. Um, we record that. I do phone calls, uh, a great group chat, super group of awesome ladies and gents. We, we, we keep it going. And uh, that's the way we, we keep the, the, the whole show going. And that's patreon.com forward slash dynasty Warzone. Finally, if you need some athletic apparel, 
uh, and you want to look different in the gym and you want to stand out and support a good dude, check out Hate Brand Goods. That is HVIII.com. I always put one of the commercials in the podcast, uh, usually at the back of the show. Um, Matt Vincent is, is a really cool guy. You talk about someone who believes in growth and, and transition. I mean, this was a guy who was a track and field athlete at LSU who transitioned to powerlifting, then into the Highland Games, where he became a world champion to a guy that you know lost his job, a, a pretty good job as a, as a sales guy, and started his own athletic apparel business. And now he's kind of like a, a fitness influencer by way of motivational speaker. Um, Matt's a great dude. And when you head over to HVIII.com, um, you know, it's another way to support the show. Use promo code Memphis at uh, checkout and that'll help us and that'll save you a couple of bucks. But I'm going to get out of here. Remember, Kyle will be here on Friday with the FF Smackdown. Dallas will be back on Saturday with some more rookie rundown. I believe he's getting into running backs. But until next time, thank you for your support. Thank you for following the DWZ and enjoy week two. I'll talk to you soon. And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Have a great weekend, guys. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out. If you want to go over to the hate.com hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing this, this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit. That little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine, or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know like I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to thehate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak